before we get started. It's Satar's birthday tomorrow and they would consider it a gift if you could forgive them for the constant like, running water noise. It's their shitty dollar store fidget spinner. Who could have guessed that holding it an arm's length away wasn't the solution? They promise to continue on their ongoing quest for something quiet to do with their hands while casting. Thanks, and thanks for hanging out with us for 50 full episodes. Now, no turning back, no backing down, no backing down. Years, year, and managed to find some earbuds. Welcome to the Wonder Years for all your animals rereading and eventual rewatching needs. It's Teens Lit AF in here. I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'm Blair. What's that? I don't know how to respond to that, and I'm Seda. I, I, it was a thought that just kind of like popped into my head when I was doing dishes earlier, and I said it out loud to my roommate, and then I told my roommate that I was going to say that on the Wonder Years this week, and they were like, "You should." It and, is and, it is teens lit. And now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> Anyways, hey, what's up? I'm Sarah. I already said hey. that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm I'm in a weird space today because I had two cups of coffee after not drinking coffee for like three weeks, four weeks, sure. longer maybe. I don't know. I don't drink coffee when I'm sick, and then if like I, I get into a routine of drinking coffee, and if I disrupt that routine like even one day, I just stop. So, like, sure. I was drinking coffee, like, two cups pretty much every day, and then I was sick, out sick for two days, um, and obviously I was not at work drinking coffee then, right. and I came back not fully, uh, full, not, like, fully 100%, and I was like, I don't want coffee right now, and then I just didn't have any more coffee. So, I've had two cups of coffee today, and they were 20-ounce cups, one was at about 3 p.m., and I also ate a shitload of cookies, so I've got a weird energy today. That is so crazy to me. I... Um, can't function. I'm literally. I literally can't function. Well, I can. I can pretend to function if I don't have coffee in the morning. I get such bad headaches. Um, there was a time in my life where I was accidentally drinking decaf coffee instead of caffeinated coffee. I'm like, I feel like dog shit all the time, and it's because you don't. I'm not. I'm not sustaining the caffeine dependence I gave myself. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> the coffee at my work is really good, so I drink more than I probably would otherwise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I, uh, I mean, we've uh, we've talked about my coffee crimes in depth. We don't need to get into it. Yeah, I am. Um, it's it's funny just because like normally during like the winter months, I'm just like I don't have seasonal affective disorder. I'm just like I just have depression. And then like here it is two days after daylight savings time, and like I worked for ten hours today. I read a book. I spent an hour cleaning my room and my car. And I'm here doing a podcast now, so maybe I do have maybe I do have seasonal affective disorder. Maybe break maybe seasonal affective disorder do real for me. Here's, yeah. here's the thing: every like er, I know that it's an actual thing, but also every single person has seasonal affective disorder. Has like everyone's mood is fucked up by the winter. Like everyone, right. it's just physiological. Everybody gets more sad in the winter. It's science. <laughs> so you know, it's. It's a thing. Just yeah. Eat your fucking vitamin D. Just get supplements. It's really good for you. This is the least knocked on my ass I've ever been in winter, ever. And normally it gets really bad for me. And this is the first year I've ever regularly taken vitamin D. And it is, like, immeasurably better. I wonder if that's I wonder if there's that's vitamin a good pointer because yeah as soon as like daylight savings happened, even though I was massively hungover on the next day, mm -hmm. I was like, 
this is what living feels like. Yeah. This is what being alive feels like again. Oh, good news. My uh, my multi my my gummy multivitamins have a shitload of vitamin D in them, so I'm gonna take that. Um, fun fact about these, by the way, the first time I had them, I was like, oh, that's really tasty, and then I was like, well, if one is good for me, I should eat more, and then I just had like five or six of them. Well, well, it just goes through you. Some, it just doesn't do anything. Not all vitamins. <laughs> Not all vitamins go through you, so just yeah. watch that. That's true. That's true. No, that's true. Um, uh, <laughs> I I can't do the gummy ones because I just it's <laughs> it's just so they're always so sweet. They're like sweeter than actual gummy candies. Yeah. Um, and I, it's just I'm just like I would rather like force a pill down my throat. <laughs> then deal with that yeah i've never been able to do the gummy ones because um i mean i'm a lot better now but for a long time uh before i went vegan even when i was vegetarian my iron uh was really low and and there's no multivitamin that had enough iron for me so i mm-hmm. had to take a dedicated iron supplement anyway and if i took like a multivitamin on top of that it would have been too much um mm-hmm. and now i there are probably vegan gummy vitamins but they would be difficult to find it's hard enough to find vegan iron because it's all in gelatin capsules oh sure yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i know so much stupid shit about fucking ingredients of things now (laughs) the past year of my life has just been learning about ingredients and it's i hate it do you know how fast i am at reading labels it's terrifying you can throw a bag of chips you throw like five bags of chips at me and like as they're passing by i'm like yes yes no no yes like it's like, I've just become superhuman for finding fucking ingredients, and I hate it. <laughs> um, it might be one of my favorite hyper-specific things about you, honestly. Yeah, it's really good, honestly. <laughs> for a lot of reasons, but also you can tell me exactly which foods have dairy in it, yep. and which ones don't. It's true. Um, which I appreciate. Yep. Yeah. It's just like, it's like a nebulous form of knowledge that, like, I'm sure if I looked at it hard enough, I could understand, but, like... That's too much. And, like, it reminds me of that kid I knew in high school who just, who just like, we were in the quiz bowl team together, and he was the only one who knew any sports questions because he knew everything about sports. And I was like, damn, that's some information that I could definitely get if I looked at a book for, like, two hours. Mm -hmm. But I won't. Here's the thing. I don't know anything else. (laughs) (laughs) It's your superpower. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you know how like when, you know how like uh, uh, like that the thing about like you know if a person goes blind and their hearing gets better, it's like that but in reverse. You're just really good at ingredients and everything else fell away. Yeah, catch me at the Shoppers Drug Mart in the hand cream aisle for forty five goddamn minutes trying to find any moisturizer that doesn't have lamb skin in it or whatever. That is so insane. Yeah, that's it's like it's like it's twenty nineteen. There's no reason for that. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean, that's uh, there's all the classic things. Like, there's a bunch of candies that the, a lot of the dye uses, like bugs and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's it's all the th- and also there's like massive subsidies. Do we want to talk about the dairy industry? Because we could talk about the dairy <laughs> industry. Fucking the the dairy. I had to have a so uh, I was ha- talking with a friend and they were bitching about plant based milks and I was like. It literally tastes the same or better. Like, don't even come to me about your fucking <laughs> cow milk. Like, it doesn't. It's, it's, it's the same. It's the same. It's a hundred percent true. The only, like at this point in my like, I don't use like milk really much at all. The only time in my life that I prefer like regular milk to like any other milk is with cookies for some reason. 
I I mean, you just haven't found the right plant-based milk then. You got a point. Try cashew milk. That's like really thick, right? Mm-hmm. Or like thicker. Oh yeah. no, I need I need I need like a thin thin milk. My family drank fat-free milk for my entire life, and that's all I can mm. drink now. Mm. Maybe an almond, um, but it, the almond does taste very almondy. Is the thing. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, the uh, animorphs. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk about plant-based milks for about. Yeah, actually, I kind of want to. I kind of want to do like a food cast. Like, I uh, today uh, was wearing a shirt that said herbivore and like um, avocado socks, and I feel like it's basically just walking around wearing a sign that's like, "Ask me which plant-based milk is the best for you." <laughs> <laughs> a guy literally was like, "Have you tried that uh, the like coconut milk ice cream?" And I was like. Have I like just activated? I mean, who among us hasn't really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me. Uh, and you know what? It's fine. <laughs> it's 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 just fine. Cool. Um, anyway. um. So this is by and large the Animorphs book that stuck with me the most. Um. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like yeah, we read book thirty-two, the separation. Yeah, this book thirty-two, the separation. Mm. Um, let's talk about the cover real quick because it's really, really good. I love this cover. I love like it. Just looks like um, somebody getting ready to fight, and all of their friends are like behind them, also getting ready to fight. Uh-huh. And then they turn into a starfish. Yeah. To me, it someone just looks like someone sitting. Cr- Rachel's just sitting cross arm, cross leg. It just looks like someone said, "Okay, now do T pose," and she was like, "Hold on, let me work at this." <laughs> And then, she, and then also she turned into a conehead. Yeah. I remember, this is one of, like, the five covers I remember just staring at when I was in the public library as uh-huh. a child. Uh-huh. I never read Animorphs, but I would just stare at the covers. Yep. Um, and this is one of them. So, the second we saw this, I was like, oh, this this brings back some very specific memories. When I posted this cover, I posted a screenshot of this cover on Twitter because I liked it so much. And I had a friend be like, this is the cover I remember staring at in the library. <laughs> so yes. I, I think this one was really eye-catching. Yeah. Um, it might be the coneheadery of it all. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think we actually said, but uh, it is Rachel morphing into a star, a starfish. It is. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think also something in her expression, she's just like, what? Yeah, I'm going to turn into a starfish. <laughs> so in- Yeah, it's so indignant, yeah. but also so perfectly Rachel. Yeah. And also, like, at the third stage, she kind of just looks like Justin Bieber a little bit. Um... Well, that one kinda, just me then? Yeah, I can kind of see it. Sure, sure. I think everybody looks a little bit like Justin Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that thing where um, some online people decided to do a prank where they made a fake Justin Bieber eat a burrito badly, and that was just like a thing that they did? No. no. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, what? Really? Oh shit. Oh yeah. No. So this, that's what this podcast is about now. Sorry, Zeta. This this big this photo went viral of Justin Bieber sitting in a public park park eating a burrito sideways um oh my god yeah yeah and then like a couple weeks after it went viral a bunch of like this like group of youtubers dropped a video being like hey we faked justin bieber paparazzi shots for no fucking reason just to do it (laughs) and it's like okay and they found like a model that looked like justin bieber and (laughs) like it was a video detailing their process and and then like you know three minutes of them being like thousand upvotes on reddit yeah <laughs> whoa two thousand upvotes on reddit ah! it's like okay 
That, well, you know, that's what art looks like. It, and like, if you, honestly, if like, you can't handle that. <laughs> eating a burrito sideways you. sounds like like part of a part of a performance art installment. Like, I don't know what it's trying to say, but like that just seems like something that would happen. Like, like you've got like Marina Abramovich two doors over doing the artist is present, and then like you're just stuck in this room watching some fucker, some fucker who looks like Justin Bieber eat a burrito badly. Yeah, I think that in the right circumstances, if they really kept at it and they were at the point where they were still trying to eat the burrito, but it had been like cut completely in half and it was just in both of their hands, but they were still trying really hard, I could probably be brought to tears by that. <laughs> When yeah. you say when you say cut in half, are you talking like hot dog style, like down the down the vertical? No, like they were eating it from the middle sideways, and then they went all the way. Oh, through. and then they okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, aminorphs. Aminorphs. Um, um, so so. What, what I was saying before we talked about the cover was that um, this is one of the most affecting books, one of the ones I remember the most as a child, and I mean, it's arguably the most quote-unquote gimmicky Animorphs book, and that may also, that may play a reason. But, sure. um, it's also a really fucking good book. It's crazy. How yeah. can you quantify most gimmicky Animorphs book? The, you've got to, I mean, just in the way that the story is told, um, the, the flopping back and forth between Nice and Mean Rachel. I mean, we see that in the Megamorphs, obviously, but, like, this is a quote-unquote mainline entry in mm. in the series sure i would say it is of the more gimmickier ones mm-hmm. yes. which is but at most would be hard to quantify <laughs> uh, also also fun fact uh guess uh Caplegate herself wrote this one. Oh, yeah it's the last one she wrote she it's the last one she writes until the very last two. Oh, interesting yep hmm yeah so um, I, I guess we'll get into the, the, the things I like and don't like about this book when we get there. Um, so this book opens up with Rachel at, on a school trip at the beach. Yep. Um, to look at the and pools. Yep, yep. Yep. She's just kind of fucking around. Um, <laughs> before, um, sorry, there's a thing in the opening, like does the part, like the first like two pages that we skim, which is just like, yerks, they're real, blah, 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 blah. I'm Rachel. I can't tell you shit. Um, uh-huh. there's a line that just kind of caught my eye, which is you can put on your Timberlands and stop a couple thousand of them. And I just really like the idea of Rachel just like New York City style, like Tim's and the fucking hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> kind of had the same thought because <laughs> I was like, I guess they did have those shoes in the 90s. I yeah. just don't really think about it. <laughs> and or Rachel Animorph's new boot goofing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Thanks. Um, <laughs> she says something really funny and I, I don't remember the exact quote. But she says something along the lines of she's, like, watching the dudes, like, do whatever dudes do. And she's like, I'm too cool for them. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My notes literally say Rachel is now too hard to play. And another thing about this book that I noted, it, like, uh, pretty early on is that, like, this book is, like, funny in, like, a, like, slapsticky way almost. It can be, yeah, yeah. Like, way more so than, like, we see the other books. Like, there is a, there is a, there is a much appreciated levity to this one. Like, there are still definitely stakes, but, like... It's also the most like I, I don't know like there is some it's extra- definitely the goofiest yeah definitely <laughs> there's some sitcom infusions in here I feel like I don't see that at all <laughs> really yeah I think it just I think it comes from the heightened characterizations you know they're just like of nice Rachel versus mean Rachel they get to be as like 
stereotypical as possible, which makes it heightens the ridiculousness of it. I, I don't know. You know. I think there, I think there are just like some genuinely hilarious moments in here, like when Rachel, tr- when, like when Mean Rachel tries to start a food fight and then like throws a lump, like a, throws a lump of mashed potatoes, and then like no one does anything, or like sure. when, when, I... when Rachel is when Mean Rachel's like I'm coming along too, and Jake's like sure okay, and then Axe just immediately knocks her the fuck out. I feel like I don't know. Maybe I was just taking it all too seriously because I didn't find <laughs> I didn't find that funny. I found that really hard and like sad. Um... Yeah, there was a, yeah, I was a, those two specific things um were very stressful for me. I was thinking more of um Really? That and, mm, weird. <laughs> not I weird, sorry. It's like hmm, I wonder um, why was, I wonder uh, why I did not come to that conclusion. I digress. No, um, I mean you're when, uh, you're correct in however you read it. Um I just I just think I just didn't see it that way. Yeah, um the the point that like I found like kind of funny was when nice rachel was talking to her dad on the phone yeah and she was like trying to communicate in code poorly oh, poor about nice aliens and stuff and i was like no <laughs> none of this is anything i remember I... that scene very vividly uh from my from reading this book as a kid yeah i really love how like noir detective the open it opening is like rachel's yes. just alone and she's like the girl's gossip <sighs> I don't even care about other people anymore. The boys play at war. They know nothing of war. And then she's like, and there's my best friend Cassie playing in a tidal pool. Okay, Cassie, I'm gonna go over here now. <laughs> it's like, okay, bud. I love her. Uh, and then she just she... recklessly decides to morph because she drops her earring. Um, and she's like, I could just become a starfish. And then some kid names ba- t- named Bailey comes up and is like, hey, you you look good. And she's like, I do. And he's like, fuck you. Um, do you remember I... when I had a post go viral um, where yeah. <laughs> that people got really mad at me about? Is it, yes, the, one with the, is it the mashed potatoes one? No, 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 no. no. This, is... this is like when. Uh, well, I mean, yes, people have gotten very mad at me for the mashed potatoes one, but um, a guy. This I was just telling a story that actually happened to me, where a super fucking drunk guy was like, "You're like really pretty," and I was like, "Thank you, I know," and he said, "You know," um, and I said something like, "You're not the first person to ever compliment me," or something like that, and then he right. didn't know how to respond, which was all true. I and remember then, that post. I did not know it was a you original. Oh yeah, that was me. People got super fucking mad at me for it. There's still, if you look in, I don't know if I should tell this. Um, there's somebody looked in my selfies tag, found a whole bunch of selfies of me, um, like pictures of me, and po- made a whole post that was just pictures of me and said, "Why are you so ugly?" LMAO and tagged me, um with like screen caps of the post and like people were right. always yelling at me about it it was a whole thing uh anyway that really so that insane. that made me have a lot of like feelings towards Online rachel is hell. <laughs> no but this is also irl you know yeah that too that too that too very much yeah yeah um i just i really like the right the line that rachel says when bailey is like wow you fucking suck and rachel's like now you know the difference between good looks and a good personality and yep. the thing is rachel you got both she does. <laughs> She's just the best. My notes also say I have no choice but to stand. Yeah. 
Then, like, Rachel becomes a starfish and a kid cuts her in half. She decides to kill him. And then she decides to kill Bailey. She's doing great. She screams um, Bailey and, like, her. she screams, I'll fucking kill you, Bailey! Yeah. And then, like, the, 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 the ocean, like, the crash of the tide wash, wash, uh, drowns out her voice. Which isn't good. Mm-hmm. Um... By the way, are we going to say mean Rachel and nice Rachel? Because uh, just to say, my notes to say from this point, Machel and Nachel, and just now saying it out loud, I realize that could be bad. Because <laughs> Machel and Nachel sound a lot alike, if I'm talking quickly. They also look a lot alike, I would assume, in handwriting. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, I, I, ty- I type all my notes. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, mean Rachel and nice Rachel is... Um, what the the book provides us with it's the canonical definition what what i what i what i labeled it as in mine was uh feelings rachel and bad rachel so facial and bachel sure i guess sure. i would say like aggro rachel and then passive rachel <laughs> sure, sure i don't know I, any wolf and, and you know any sort of negative aggressive adjective rachel and then other feelingsy pisces yeah. rachel yeah um, uh, right my, uh... i would say <laughs> My, uh, my, I, I just want to say this about my notes that, um, I, I have, I have one line in my notes that says nice Rachel parentheses, Nachel and mean Rachel parentheses, Machel. I changed those like four times in the process of writing these notes. And every single time I went through and changed every instance of mean, like I changed every instance of like Bachel to say Machel or whatever the fuck I changed it to. So sure. because it seems laborious, it is, but that's how I take my notes. <laughs> Very seriously. Um, I was thinking about this. I was like, I wonder, as I was reading this literally in my brain, I was like, I wonder what um, Rachel's astrological sign is. Yeah. <laughs> she's got to have some water she's got in there Pisces somewhere. Yeah. in her chart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just can Google see if I can find a birthday for her on the wiki? I would be surprised if you could. Um, I would say probably Aries sun with a, maybe even a Pisces moon and rising, if such a thing is possible. Um, I'm sure it is. Yeah, I wonder. Okay, hold on. I just want to. I just want to read down this list of. I'm not going to read the entire list because it does complete spoil. Does contain spoilers. But here is here is an incomplete list of Rachel's aliases. (laughs) Miss Fashion, Miss Properly Applied Makeup, Miss Has It All Looks and Brains, Storm, Xena obviously, Miss Peace Love and Understanding, (laughs) Psycho. Gorgeous warmonger, and oh, I'm not gonna say that one because that's spoilers, unfortunately. But it's my favorite one in the list. I'm sorry that uh, I can't say it out loud. Um, those are all really good, though. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, uh, I'm sure all coming from Marco. Yeah, for the most part. Um, so we should just say it doesn't get revealed until like a few chapters in. But basically, when Rachel got split in half as a starfish, she re she morphed back to. Be, now there are two versions of her, and one of them is super mean, and one of them is is really nice and, and cries a lot. Um, and now they're sort of navigating the world. And I, I mentioned this sort of before we got recording, but because I read, like, an ebook version of it, I had to reread a p- some parts a few times because I it switches perspectives between the two Rachels. And the timeline wasn't making any sense, so I was like, "Is this ebook all fucked up? Like, is my is it is my is my PDF maybe broken? Uh, because I don't understand what's happening here." And then I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I get it." 
Um, um, when she meets up with Cassie at one point, she describes Cassie as dressing like someone who should be saying, like, can I fix your faucet or whatever? Um, which is great. And yeah. uh, Cassie is butch and I love her. And yeah, also, also <laughs> nice. this is nice, Rachel, I guess. But it's all Rachel. So this reveals that Rachel, for real, has a crush on Will Smith. Because she says, like, does something the way Will Smith can be all cute. So she just thinks Will Smith is super cute. Yeah. It was the 90s. Um, yeah. There, there's a... The, the, when when um, nice Rachel gets, like, invited to the mall on the way back to the field trip by this girl named, like, Elizabeth or something. I really don't know. But, yeah. um... Uh, and, she, and she just, like, gets lost in her own thoughts. And she's like, oh, but I promised to go flying with Tobias. What if I went to the mall instead? But I don't want to go with Elizabeth. I don't like her. What if I went with Cassie, who I like? <laughs> and then and then and then she just like spends a page doing that. And then Elizabeth is like, "So what do you think?" And Rachel's like, "What?" It's it was it's Relatable. interesting how the only thing I know it doesn't really work like this because how it's ex- how it's explained later. But the, basically, the only thing keeping Rachel's attention span. Um, it's her murderous in- uh, intent, yeah, basically. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely... So the moment that I knew something was wrong, because I think that I probably would have figured it out earlier if I were actually reading a physical book. Um, but again, I just thought that maybe the book I was reading was fucked up. And that's mm-hmm. why I was distracted by that to not like theorize about what was going on mm-hmm. in the actual plot. And then Rachel called Marco cute. And said she'd probably go out with him if he asked. And I was like, oh. Oh, there's something going on. Okay. <laughs> I see. There's also um, there's also a scene in between where um, me and Rachel uh, morphs into an eagle. And she just like has this entire internal monologue going at the time. That's like, I'm getting smaller, but I'm still strong, even though I'm small. And yeah. it was really funny. <laughs> Yeah, and then she, like, kills a fish just because, and Tobias is like, what the fuck? Which is like, Tobias. Yeah. <laughs> you should talk, my bud. In that chapter well, ends he does the... it because he's just 24-7 yeah. bird. Yeah. Yeah. And she just said, uh, uh, it says, I ate the heart. Then it stopped beating. Yeah, that was interesting. That was a lot. Yeah, that was harsh. That was hard. And then yeah. we realize, ooh, there are two Rachels, because they both show up at the barn. And then I love that they, they decide they have to call Eric in for a thing. Oh, yeah, because in the background of this, did we learn this in one of the most recent books? That, or is this a new thing that they're working on an anti-morphing ray? I cannot remember. I feel like it may have been mentioned, but um, we can we go back a little bit? Actually, I feel like we, we skipped over a couple of very important things that happen at the mall. Oh, when Mean Rachel goes to the mall, you mean? When Mean Rachel goes to the mall and says we live in a society and... I, I wrote that in my notes. <laughs> I was like, Mean Rachel be like, we live in a society. She's like looking at all the patrons and being like, everyone disgusts me. So, so here's, here's, I wrote it down word for word. If you ever really, if you ever want to experience contempt for your fellow human beings, go to the mall. They move along like cattle, little knots of them, little gaggles of them, like sheep. So Mean Rachel is Banksy confirmed. Uh-huh. Um, um, and then also, uh, there's a, there's the start of a very funny thing that I find in this book, which is Mean Rachel saying some of the most vitriolic and hateful things you can say to a person and then narrating it by saying, I said nicely, I, or I, I was, said like, politely. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and then she almost stabs a a, a girl to death. She doesn't. I thought that she committed murder, like when I read this, because I I I I thought that the the twist was gonna be that there was like a timeline split or something, or they were gonna undo it. And this entire book, I was like, why haven't they dealt with the fact that Rachel killed a girl in the mall? Oh, and I didn't. She... It, it isn't until right before this recording when I was like <laughs> talking with Blair, and I was like, I have to reread something because did Rachel commit murder in this book? <laughs> and he was like. I don't think so. <laughs> um, the thing is that, like, while while she did not commit mur- murder, Rachel very, very much did commit aggravated assault because she, like, this this girl is, like, this girl is mean to nice Rachel. This, this girl, we'll call her Abby. Abby is mean to nice Rachel, and nice Rachel cries. And then the then Abby walks into Williams Sonoma, which is not a which is not a which is not a story I've ever heard of, but whatever. I think um, it exists. And yeah. then runs into mean Rachel. Uh, and then Abby is just like a piece of shit to her, and then Mean Rachel's like, "I'll fucking kill you," and stat like pins her to a wall with a bunch of knives, and like almost brings an act, almost brings a butcher's cleaver down on her head. I was like, Rachel's going to fucking prison. Yeah, <laughs> she's going to jail. Like even and she if- passes by security guards. I don't know how they didn't grab her. Um, that's fine. That must be a that must be a really secluded section of Williamson. I mean, maybe that's why I've never heard of Williamson before. That it's like a, it's a kitchen supply store. Is it still in? A, is it still extant? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just There's kind of like, assumed that it was like I assumed yeah. it was kind of one of those things like Orange Julius, where it's like a thing that like doesn't exist. Orange anymore. Julius is very much still a thing. What? Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you were at a mall? I mean, two three months ago. Yeah, Orange Julius is definitely still a thing. I think I, I had is... one like in within the past calendar year. <laughs> Not calendar yeah. year, the opposite. Within a year. I yes. haven't had one in this calendar year. <laughs> no, no. In the past three hundred and sixty five days. Um, who wants to hear a fucked up statistic about Orange Julius? Is it that mm. it's nearly a hundred years old? Because that's fucking me up right now. It was founded um, in nineteen twenty six. No, it's it's more that it has about fi- f- uh, at per two thousand eight it has five thousand seven hundred locations, but only two thousand three hundred and sixty employees. Which means that there is less than there is there is less than half a person per store on average at, working in Orange Julius. How does that happen? The orange, I ev- don't everyone- know. Almost everyone I knew at my high school worked at the Orange Julius at one point or another, so I don't know how that can be. It must it must be that like they share employees across locations. Probably with Dairy Queen, yeah. And with yeah, with yeah. But that's or or robots. <laughs> Could be robots. I mean they're still employees, right? Maybe No. No, this is the thing. Android rights. Um Yeah. They're not employees yet. Are they maybe just hiring high schoolers and part of their contract is that they um are the their perfect likeness is created as an android that that works at one of the other stores maybe um i hope so could be julius freed what's your deal huh oh my god it's orange julius is the illuminati Ooh, there is uh, a biopic of julius freed inventor of the orange julius fruit drink it was released in 2009 it does only seem to have one person on the cast <laughs> um and it is what we are going to talk about next episode <laughs> uh 
they call Eric because they've got to do this whole plan, so they need all of the chi to like pretend to be them and whatever. They call Eric yep. and his line because he like it's so he fucking funny. This killed me. <laughs> the two Rachels and he's like, I gotta stay. I, I gotta stop hanging around with you people. You people are just plain strange. <laughs> I love Eric I love so Eric. much. Just, I love him and like ju- so much. Just before just before that, uh, Eric's like, "Are there two Rachels?" And Jake's is like, "Yeah." And Rachel's like, um, "Any particular reason?" <laughs> it's <Yeah>. not deliberate. <laughs> um, I so oh Marco also someone like says I had goosebumps, and Marco says that he used to read those books, and that made me laugh. Um, and it's also, what what a crossover. Like, the crossover oh, sure. young adult fiction of the 90s is the Animorphs right. mentioning the Goosebumps. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, um, if, you just got like a, if you just got, like, a super cut of, like, if, whatever, like, the book version of a super cut is, like, a super cut book of all of the morphing sequences, I think you've got a Goosebumps book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, this book is so heterosexual, though. It is constantly, like, I, I don't remember if it's here or the next barn scene, but basically the the thing that Marco brings up is, um, well, I guess both me and Tobias can have a Rachel now. And I'm like, is that what what is happening? Yeah, yeah like, that, that is, as, like, so they're, they're talking with nice Rachel. This is before everyone knows the jig is up. And then fucking mean Rachel kicks on the door and is like, yeah, I'm going to blow up the years, woo! And then Marco's like, oh, fuck yeah, now I get a Rachel. And, like, mean Rachel immediately fucking, like, it's scissor so kick. Gross. Like, like, I'm just imagining, I'm just imagining Rachel doing, like, the fucking Luke hang, like, bicycle kick, like, kicking Marco in the chest, like, 60 five times and then just tackling him to the floor it was Basically. it was completely justified like she does a Absolutely. lot of, she does a lot of like bad violence but i think that marco deserved to get hit for what he's for that absolutely <laughs> um and, it sucked yeah it sucked a lot it's also like so strange because it is i think almost the like other than whatever jake and cassie do like it's the most forthright they've ever been about dubious crushes yeah you know yeah and i don't like it i i want it to be i want it to be only ambiguous <laughs> ambiguously heterosexual you know what i mean uh-huh. let the heads have some of their repression you yeah know? i mean i feel like i feel like things have gotten like i i genuinely feel like things have gotten like less definitively heterosexual ever since capelgate stopped writing and i don't i don't mean to say that like i don't mean to say that like that colors anything about capelgate i'm just saying that like Maybe Caplegate probably had those pairings in mind, and yeah, like since this is a book, a book that she herself wrote, right? Yeah. Probably want to just like resolidify, just like hey, by the way, everyone, uh, yep, that, yeah, that. But she still um, snuck some stuff about Rachel, about new, Rachel specifically, nice Rachel being extremely gay for Cassie, and I also very much <laughs> like the fact that um, mean Rachel, like she walks into the mall, she's like, yeah, I just need a shitload of leather clothing because I'm gonna. <laughs> Just, just like Stone Butch, and then Nice Rachel just like thinking about Nice Rachel just thinking about dresses and shit. She definitely does yeah. not go Butch. She just goes like motorcycle chick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Point. Yeah. Point. Um, I really like the when uh the two Rachels are arguing because it's this incredible it's so like, um, just showing the constant internal battle that Rachel must always be having. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. especially like it when she's talking about her dad. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. there's a moment where she's talking about how, well, she had to morph because she had to get those earrings back because they were given to her by her father. And then mean Rachel spits out that it was like a guilt gift and that yeah. it doesn't, he doesn't actually mean it. And then nice Rachel is like, no, it was really sweet. And it's like this incredible, like 
yeah that's very much what it's of, like yeah. to have a distant parent and to yeah. like like to, that to really argue been, with I, yourself about it and want to forgive them but also not trust them and it was like right. having it actually laid out was like damn nice <laughs> yeah it, it's it's a dimension of Rachel that I feel like we have like like I feel like Caplegate is I feel like Caplegate and all of her ghostwriters are pretty good at like keeping continuity going but um it was like I, I felt like the fact that like her dad left at like book twelve um hasn't really or book eleven or whatever hasn't really been like touched on too much since then. Like it's been right. mentioned in passing, but like obviously that's gotta take a pretty big toll on her and it's never really come up. Like with the same obviously it's not the same as like, you know, Marco's parents situation, but like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I also um, there was a stressful. weird continuity in here that I made note of. Give me two seconds to find it. I think we already there's no, okay. One, yeah, one... yeah, I remember. Okay, keep going. Sorry. One thing I really like about this is that I like to think of it as the word isn't meta, but something like that. If I think about it in the context of when it came out, um, you started to have like divorce be much more normalized in that kind mm -hmm. of thing. A lot of couples mm -hmm. were starting to separate more often, and it, because it was coming more acceptable, um, so you had this huge generation of kids that was suddenly dealing with like parental separation in a way that previous generations just hadn't and so right. i think it's really important that children's media and young adult media at the time was exploring those things yeah no it's mm -hmm. so yeah. i really like it that they actually had those things like explicitly said and like had a character give voice to those difficulties mm -hmm. right right and uh really well too yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly so um they have to go on their mission and uh, Jake is basically like, yeah, both Rachel's uh, You're not coming. stay out of this. Get because <laughs> you were Neither of you are, like, mitigating each other, uh, so we can't really do anything about this. Yeah. Um, and nice Rachel's like, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, she doesn't like morphing now because it's scary. And who among us could really blame her? It's, by um, the way, confirmed that morphing makes a noise. I understand I that. I wrote that down, too, and I, <laughs> I, I ate it. I hate it, and I hate it, and I hate it, and I hate it so much. I I've, thought we had confirmed prior that morphing made a noise. Like, you definitely heard it. Okay, it but this is exactly why I've complained about it, because there's been times where they've morphed because remember when marco morphed in an elevator full of people or when they morphed right. just outside of where viscer fucking three was like prancing around like feeding stone-faced or whatever he does and every yeah. single time i've been like doesn't morphing make a goddamn noise and i've been so mad about it in my defense i have i have i have new rachel memory uh -huh. <laughs> or new, nice rachel memory mm-hmm <laughs> Um, yeah, but, and I was like, was like, well, I suppose the onomatopoeias are just metaphorical, yeah. you know what I mean? But no. No, because uh, Mean Rachel and Nice Rachel are in their room together, Mean Rachel kicks Nice Rachel out of bed, and then decides, fuck you guys, fuck all of you, I'm going on the goddamn mission, and hops up onto the windowsill and starts turning into a bird, and Nice Rachel says she puts her hands over her ears to block out the faint sounds of grinding bones and liquefying flesh. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. So yeah, um, Amorphy Sprutin. Yeah, Lady Sprutin. they do. Sprutin and Splutin. Yep. Uh, um, fucking. What, what was what was Rachel's stuffed teddy bear called? Um, 
Mr. Bobo or something like that. Bobo Bear, something. Bobo yeah, Bear. Bobo yeah. Bear. I, I just appreciate it. It's nice. I think it specifically is <laughs> as, as a teddy bear with no arms. I can't remember. I cannot remember if the bear started like that or if Mean Rachel no. made it like that. <laughs> Me Rachel, Rachel definitely tears off at least one of the arms. Okay, I must have missed that. Um, uh, Rachel basically goes off to this like office building or factory or whatever, and she sees a bunch of um. Uh, computers through windows and she calls out a very specific very 90s screensaver and I highly encourage everyone to google image search mystify your mind screensaver um, for a great flashback because I the name just sounded so familiar to me that I was like oh. that I know that and yeah this is exactly it's not the I, I thought that maybe because it sounded so familiar it would be the um that maze one, that classic yep. Windows maze one. But no, it's just sort of the abstract shapes. But I definitely remember this being the screensaver in my parents' office, like when yep. I was a kid. So, mm-hmm. so, so, uh, gut check. Pipes or Mystify Your Mind? Um, well, Pipes was the one that was commonly on a lot of the computers I would look at. But I don't think... What do you mean by gut check? Just, like, pre- preference? I like the maze. Um... <laughs> I meant to say, I, I meant to, I, I, I guess, like, just on the spot decision, I guess? I don't know. About what? I say gut check a lot. But but gut check in what direction? Just, like, just, like, check your gut. What's your gut feeling on this? Like, good or bad? <laughs> I don't know why this is so difficult for you to articulate. It's, it's gut check. Check with your gut. Just About like what? Just, I don't know. My gut is supposed to be checking. My gut says, hello, I'm full of arugula. Good for you. I it's, think the maze. It's like, it's it's just like a thing. It's, like, it's not a it's thing. Not it's not a thing. It's, it's check... 100% a thing. Gut no. check is a thing. Okay, but okay, gut okay, check okay, choice. Okay, you got... <laughs> you gut check about a thing. Yeah. You know, you got... So gut check if you feel, for example positively or negatively towards a thing or if gut check between would you like a chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream that's what i asked i asked gut check pipes but or mystify I... your mind i like the um, maze <laughs> that's not like the, the question <laughs> i hate this what am i not communicating um pipes i guess if you want an answer i guess i'll say pipes <laughs> say i think is sticking with the maze though what is so hard to articulate about what I am saying? What is what is being lost in the sauce here? It was just a non. It was a nonsense question. It was a nonsense question. That's all. It's all right. It, it lacked the particular uh, context that I think you were trying to communicate. Um, but in any case, there's something that happens in this book a couple times that my, I thought. Oh, hold would on, be my a- oh, sorry. Say this, sorry to interrupt you, but my roommate, di- my roommate who is in the next room over, did just DM me on Discord to say, "Gut check is a thing." IDK, what else you were talking about? But it is a thing. It is a thing. No, okay, no, we no. I, I know. Say I, gut check. I know. I know that. I just wanted to point out the fact that I am yelling about this so loud that my roommates can. <laughs> anyway. Um, I thought it would be a clue, but it, it turned out not to be, I think, because it didn't, like, come back up. But, so, I guess it's, maybe at both times it happens to nice Rachel, but somebody, it happens to her on the bus, somebody asks, are you okay? And her answer is, can you tell? Um, and then again, when she calls her dad, he asks, are you okay? And she says, can you tell? 
Yeah, it's nice, Rachel, both times. Yep. Yeah, and I was like, so is that a clue? But it doesn't. It does. It doesn't come. Back, it doesn't just, come up again. I thought the same thing. I was like, because it's it's so it's such a weird way to say anything. Yeah, because it it seemed like a automatic, like a programmed response of some kind, and like it was gonna play into the solution, but it it did it didn't. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just say a thing like that, like. Well, but but it's a book, and somebody wrote it, and the words have to mean things, you know. Especially if you do something twice. Yeah, it's got I it's got to mean a thing, and it doesn't. Yeah, Chekhov's. Can you tell? <laughs> can you tell? For for some reason, like the, just the words "can you tell," and like I've watched like three episodes of the show, but like in my head, that just like is such a Carrie Bradshaw thing to say, and I don't know why, but it is. Oh, that's Sex in the City, right? Yes, yeah. Okay. I have never watched even a single minute of it. Me neither. <laughs> it's not a bad show, I, I don't think, most of the time. I don't think I'd I have a good time with it. You gotta make sure you get the right episode, and you don't get the episode about one of the, like, that guy from Matt, uh, what's his name? John Slattery? Whatever. So you don't get the episode where John Slattery tries to get someone to piss on him. Oh, <laughs> Or maybe you do get that episode. <laughs> no, it sounds like a good episode. Um, Rachel, yeah, nice Rachel calls her dad, and he's like, are you on drugs, sweetheart? You can tell me. Please tell me if you're on drugs. And she's like, I took it. I have a profit. <laughs> he's like, um, and she's like, no, but I'm not on other drugs. Okay, dad, I have to talk to you about aliens. And he says, <clears throat> my cleaning lady is an alien, and she does a great job. And... Rachel this goes, oh, no, what? And then he says that she's, like, Polish or something. <laughs> it's like, okay. That is not a normal way people talk. No. I understand what Capplegate was doing here. Yeah. Um, but people don't just call other people aliens unless it's in, A, a specific legal context, or if they're, like, weird and racist. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that I was, mean... a, that was, I think, what... I don't know what was maybe I don't know it was the nineties. Did they use did aliens? Yeah, that's what I was gonna a... say. Like, it, like we we like like that. The nomenclature surrounding that has like definitely come a long way. I think, but like six year old me didn't get this joke at all. I was just like, what the fuck is like? Do you mean an, do you mean an immigrant? Did you use the wrong word? Like... I de I definitely remember reading. I read a lot of books about aliens as kids as a kid because. I'm the exact same person that I've always been. Um, right. And I definitely remember a lot of, like, weird immigration jokes in a lot of the books. So <laughs> I think that that was always a thing. I just don't know okay. if it was as um, as charged of a term, but it's entirely possible that it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, um. And then I love, after they hang up, because and Rachel's like, you have to come see me. I have to tell you all of my secrets. And her dad's like, okay, okay buddy. They hang up. He immediately calls back. Rachel's mom answers, and she's a fucking beast. I love her. She's like, mm -hmm. what? No, she's not on drugs. Well, because some of us see her every day. Yeah. And it's like, oh! <laughs> Go off, Rachel's mom. Yes, get him. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we're back to Mean Rachel just going fucking GTA on everyone's ass at the fucking... Well, I don't even remember what it's called. I'm just going to say IBM compound. She starts... Well, it's, a, it's a research and development thing, I yeah. think. Yeah. She starts she a Mercedes a by jamming a six-inch... Her Did she say six inches of bear claw? Because that's a long bear claw. I just... 
I just don't think that's how car works. No, because Rachel says that she shoved six inches of bear claw, so a half foot of her bear claws at the end of her finger at the end of her bear fingers into the ignition and it started. And it's like I think that's a good way to electrocute yourself. Yeah, oh, probably. absolutely. And it's like an expensive car too. Shouldn't they be harder to turn on? I don't know. Mm. That's I, I, I don't know. I, I've made a pretty good career out of just, like, opening a Mercedes, jamming a super long screwdriver in there, and just going. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah, but she's a bear driving a car. Yeah, she's a bear driving a car. Mm. And so she fucks everything up by being a bear driving a car, and she's like, well, I did a great job. <laughs> and then she gets sent home, and then it's like, doesn't even end the scene. Um, and she's like, and then it's the next scene, and she's like, with nice Rachel, like, well, Jake got really mad at me for, like, no reason because I was doing great and saving everyone. He's like, blah, blah, blah. We had, a, like, a special plan, and we wanted to set off the fire alarm on purpose. And I was like, well, too bad I'm being a badass and killing everybody. It, so it, fuck it, Jake. It, it's something that I hadn't realized that I'd missed because it, it, it feels a little bit absent from the book since Capelgate stopped writing them herself. But, like, this just, like, gets to the climax and then immediately skip falling action and you're just at the fucking like conclusion of like not like a full book obviously but like something like that where it's like okay climbing action climbing action Rachel does me and Rachel does a big fucking thing and then immediately we skip like what would have been the next chapter of falling falling action action. yeah Yeah. and it's just Mm -hmm. it's 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 really it's really good I like it a lot because it lets like it, it lets like the the um, because otherwise, say that like the falling action was still here, then it would then logic would follow that there would not be this part of Mean Rachel retelling it to Nice Rachel, or if there was, there would be that thing where it's like, and then Mean Rachel told me everything that happened, and then period dot 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 fade in, and that's what happened. Um, and yeah. It, it, doing it this way with 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 just like the hard cut away from the like climax is just like it lets the interactions happen between. Um, between uh, Mean Rachel and Nice Rachel. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it also happens at the end of this book, just in general, like the same sort of like feeling. Um, but so um, they're going to... Rachel, Rachel goes into the barn to like spy and she does it as a fly and it has a, it creates a really great visual where Eric walks in um, and his hologram is not, uh, like, designed to fool flies, like, fly <laughs> right. eyes. And so mm-hmm. Rachel just sees him as, like, a bunch of moving light, and it's so cool. Yeah. And then he turns his hologram off, and she sees just his, like, android form. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so glad Eric was in this book, because he gets, like, such an amazing point here, where he's talking to everybody, and he expresses, like intense jealousy of rachel for being able to separate herself into two people Mm -hmm. so one can go do the dirty work to win the war while the other can just like live her life Mm -hmm. um and like fuck yeah eric that's so good yeah 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 he honestly like i would for reasons i know why it's because it's not the eric book it's it's the animorphs i would love just a book like from his perspective i know he must have like such complex and such a complex understanding of the world and such like internal like even after all like these centuries that he's been like alive yeah like so much like 
especially now internal like conflict about and like angst about morality ver- like what is moral for sure you know yeah mm-hmm. i really hope that they do a time travel book where they like meet him in the past or the future like that'd be so fun and yeah that would really that would make me really happy that'd be so fun um and at oh. this point rachel sort of like comes out of fly morph but it's like haha i fooled you all i'm a fly and then everybody tries to subdue her and like grab her and then she makes them stop by grabbing Tobias, who's in bird form, and threatening to kill him. Yeah. And is like, sorry, my love, but as a predator, you'll understand. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> and then and then Jake just like fakes surrender and then he gets close enough to just like knock her out. Yeah. Yeah. Jake's got one hell of a right hook. Yeah, it turns out. Yeah. And then they get the chi to play the parts with the kids, which always yep. makes me happy. And I love that Marco's like, ugh, I hate it when the chi yep, play us. Yep, the yep. one who plays me always cleans my yep, room and I can't yep. fucking find anything. <laughs> I love that that is, a, that is like a continuity thing, because that's the second or third time Marco has said that. Yeah, no, it makes me really it happy. Rules. He's just the best. Yep. And I like that that means that this is like, it's the same chi probably playing him every single time, which makes sense because it would mean it would it like it would give you more time to like gather information and play your part more accurately, I, and that means right. that it's just this petty ass chi. And Marco's like, "Stop doing this," and the chi is like, "Okay." <laughs> I I think I, I based on what I'm looking at, based on what I'm seeing on the the Seropedia right now, um, it, it says Eric has passed on Marco on several occasions, so I think it is just Eric who is that chi. Oh, weird. You'd think oh. they'd say that, but... Maybe, Mark, um, maybe Marco doesn't know. Maybe Marco doesn't know which cheese... No, Eric would definitely have some pithy thing to say to him. Yeah, I think that probably... Maybe that's... he's passive-aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> There's been too many times where Eric's like, Marco, where's that thing I gave you? And Marco's been like, oh, uh, yes. Yeah, I put it down. Nah, then I'll know. Then I moved it because I had to set up uh, to paint models to, uh, to do something else. Um... <laughs> and i just love him (laughs) so they decide um basically the anti because rachel burst into this technology thing (laughs) technology thing burst into the ibm building or whatever and foiled their plan the yurks are now moving the anti-morphing ray but they're doing the classic thing where they've got three different trucks and only one of them has it um and so Jake is like, hey, mean Rachel is too out of control to come on this mission, so nice, Rachel, you're coming with me because we need at least two people on every truck. I'm not letting any of them only get one. And I fucking love all of this sequence because we get Jake, like, gently, lovingly guiding nice Rachel through her morphs. It's so mm-hmm. Um, And it's so sweet and it's so familial and, like, j- just plays so well off of this strong like the fact that jake and rachel have known each other their entire mm-hmm. lives like mm-hmm. uh it really gave me a lot of feelings about yep. the I, blank I, family <laughs> I, I i especially like the part where um they're on the car they're on top of the truck and jake is just to rachel like if you don't morph into a cockroach now a bridge is coming you're gonna fucking die and that's just like a blatant lie because jake knows there's no other way to get rachel to fucking move her ass and the thing is rachel also is like yep. he's he's probably lying to me 
Um, but also, I don't know if I can risk it, yep. so I'm just going to Con- do it. Confirmed later when she asks about it and Jake doesn't say anything. Yeah, but, yeah, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. And, um, like, at this point, basically, um, Jake and Rachel get put in boxes as cockroaches, um, and it turns out it was all a trap, and they're all just, they basically taken the trucks and just like shake them as hard as they can and trap everything that falls off just in case yeah. one of them is an andalite bandit mm-hmm. uh a and then, yeah exactly the bandalite and then mean rachel bursts in as a hork and starts like fighting controllers and stuff well well she does some she does some very controlled mean rachel thing which is she kind of like sneaks in and then like lasts about five seconds before slitting a hork throat yeah right um, and this uh, whole this whole book, I really like how I'm, it's been talked about. Basically, in the book that they've they've realized that um, Mean Rachel doesn't only get all the violent tendencies; she gets all of the like react reactivity, like and all the short term memory. She's the only one who can actually do things in the moment. And she can react mm-hmm. to things, whereas Nice Rachel actually is the only one who can do like long term planning and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, mm-hmm. And so I really like the like internal struggle we get especially from mean Rachel, where she's trying so hard to plan ahead so that she can rain destruction in a slightly more efficient manner um Mm -hmm. and realizes she just can't and it's like hurting her yeah yeah and it's oh i really it's really great before we uh, we should probably wrap this up i guess Uh, i just realized that we completely skipped over the airport scene Oh, oh yeah but That's so stressful. <laughs> I hate airports, though. <laughs> See, the thing is that, like, I, maybe it's just because I knew where it was going, but, like, I interpreted that entire scene as just, like, like that sitcom plot where, like, someone has a date with two people at, like, restaurants that are kitty corn. I hate, I hate those two, but, like, in my brain, it's just like, this is a sitcom plot, there are no stakes, Rachel threw a lump of mashed potatoes at someone, and, that Im- and nothing happened, and that image is really funny to me for some reason. Yeah, I guess that I just... Both Rachel's are so clearly suffering yeah Um, yeah and also their dad is so concerned um that it i i I couldn't relax about any of it that's fair because i was just thinking the entire time what what must her dad think is happening right now yeah and i just i think that i i like nice rachel is in so much pain like constantly (laughs) right like all of the time and she's always upset and mean rachel is always purposefully upsetting her that Mm -hmm. and and she's so unable to like communicate because she has this complete lack of like short-term memory she finds it so difficult to communicate anything that would like help her um Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah found it difficult yeah (laughs) um but then uh speaking of torture uh, viscer three has devised specific andalite torture rooms where basically oh, it's quote-unquote specific andalite <laughs> oh torture rooms he's like is there anything an andalite fears more than being crushed and i'm like is there anything anyone fears more than being crushed alive like shut up viscer three you fucking dumb bitch it's i hate him so much it's like it's in that it's in like what is it the fucking first star wars when they're in the trash compactor like uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of worldwide but he's like ha, but- ha, ha. <laughs> He thinks he's such hot shit. Yeah. And then... Oh, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Nice Rachel and Mean Rachel start, like, teaming up uh, while they're still in their own bodies. 
Um, and it culminates in what is possibly the scene from Animorphs that has stuck with me the most since I read those books as a kid, mm-hmm. which is Mean Rachel turns into a fly and goes into Visser 3's brain and just threatens to demorph and kill them both in the process. Oh, yeah. Well, so Nice Rachel goes Horkbajir and threatens to kill herself, which yes. is why yeah. they stop. And yeah, and then Mean Rachel's basically like, yo, I'll blow up your whole brain if you don't give up. And he's like, you'll die too. And she's like, yeah. And then, here's the thing. Yes, that is quite affecting. But the thing is, it's surrounded by Visser. <laughs> she goes in. She threatens. Yeah, it's... And then, it's yeah, I wrote then, this down. Then there was a silence that lasted at least two full minutes. Yep. And then he's like, but you'll die. And she's like, I don't fucking care. Then more minutes of silence. That's no, no, so no. fucking long. Say that there is something that's even funnier about this because I made sure to write down the exact. He because the threat is made. He says you'll die too, and she says I don't care. Then it's two minutes of silence, and then he just says you, and then more right. minutes of silence. Yes, yeah. I really like. I really after the the theme song ends in this episode. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't do it. Maybe it's a mean prank to pull. Maybe I'll just do it as, like, a separate MP3 file. I really just want to, like, show everybody how fucking long this would be by just having, like, five five full minutes of just silence and, like, sort of, like, loading dock sounds. Uh Um, Like, quiet dripping. And then a strangled, (laughs) and then more minutes of silence. It's long, y'all. When it's this, really when fucking this show, long. When this show gets the anime adaptation it so truly deserves. This, the Wonder Yerks? No, the yeah. animal, or Animorphs. <laughs> when these books get the... We deserve an anime adaptation, too. Let's be real. Um, when the Animorphs gets the anime adaptation it so truly deserves, um, I want this scene to be replicated, like, verbatim to the books, and if it's not, I'll fucking riot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, and then, you know, there they go, and then the trucks were all decoys, and then fucking Rachel becomes to become one, again, by the Rachels, like, acquire each other, and then they both start morphing each other where, while Eric electrocutes them. Um, it's just science nonsense. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. It's, like, it's exactly, it's, like, very much, it, I was like, it's either this, or they're going to do something horrific where, like, it will involve morphing, but it will also involve one of them dying. You know, it'll be something. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I... Like, I feel like, like, every ten Animorphs books, like, they're allowed, like, one of those. Like, the last one was the one where Cassie got stuck in a morph and then, like, had to turn into a butterfly before she could demorph. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I think Animorphs gets, like, one bullshit every ten episodes. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm totally funny. fine with this. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Tobias, and then there's a thing at the end. I of love the ending. Yeah, me too. Um, earlier in the book, Tobias, uh, Rachel had been like thinking to herself. I think it was nice, Rachel, but I'm not 100 percent on that. Um, thinking to herself about like the duplicity that lives in everyone, and like she was like, yeah, that there's that there's that mean side to Marco and Jake and everyone deep down, and she like she hesitates to say that about Cassie, and then when she turns to Tobias, she's like, well, I mean. It's a boy and a bird. Pretty cut and dry on that one. And then Tobias ends the book. And then, like, Cassie comes up to Rachel after the morph. And Rachel's just, like, fucking exhausted. And she's like, hey, Rachel, I'm here if you need me. And Rachel's like, Cassie, um, thank you. But uh, Tobias. And Tobias like, yeah, let's go, Rachel. The two of you and the two of me. Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. Fucking Animorphs. <laughs> animorphs. Um, yeah, I think... The thing I le- liked least about this book was how heterosexual it was. 
but everything else is pretty good. I I was um, there. Was, <laughs> I definitely had no idea what was happening. Um, basically every twenty pages, you know. Yeah. So, um, which is good and bad, but I'll, but you know it's animorph, so it's always fun. <laughs> Uh, y'all want to so. get, get any questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, if you uh, This one from at Heavenly Evan. That's Heavenly without any of the vowels. Um, unless you count Y as a vowel. Depends on the day. Um, who wants to know, if you were split if you were split up into two versions of yourself, what personalities would they have? What would one be good at and what would, the, and what would one be good at that the other would suck at? Um, so this is a little bit... Um, I mean, I'm just gonna like there'd be a butch me and a femme me. Like that's sure. like that's like I have two personas at the moment. One of them is extremely butch, and one of them is extremely femme. And like that's it's not deliberate, but I've certainly start, once I noticed it, I've really started to lean into it more. Um, sure. As far as what one is good at that the other isn't, um, I think there. I think like I think like my my butch my butch my butch self would be like really really good at focusing things on the immediate but would have like no sense of like prioritization if that makes any sense sure like it would be it like like the like it would be like okay i am going to okay i have to clean my room i have to do this and this and this and like no like one of them is like i have to drive to the store before it closes just like in a, as an example and then right. just, like, doing things in the order in which they are to be done. And then it's like, oh, well, I have to go to the store now. But it's closed. Sure, sure. If that makes literally any sense. Sure. Um, there's literate me and there's illiterate me. <laughs> Depends. Um, no I don't. Questions. I don't have a sense of self, so I don't know how to answer this. <laughs> yeah, like, I, 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 like, even there's if There's Pisces I... you and there's Aries moon yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of true. <laughs> um and this question not from someone on twitter but from someone in one of my discords uh the their i think their tumblr is ketchup stan uh what would happen if viscer if viscer three morphed while uh rachel demorphed while mean rachel demorphed inside his brain they become like the fly but in z space which had me uh, it's just kind of a weird thought concept that i just had to do thinking emoji at yeah i don't like it <laughs> I don't think it's too much too much advanced systems going on here for me to really come come to a conclusion on that one i will say i'm glad that they didn't do it yeah me too <laughs> um do we have because we have a couple of questions in our dms do we have any more on our feed proper oh uh none on our feed proper no um so uh black hole sun on twitter at cod comrade uh, says, I'm up to episode 38 where you read The Pretender, the Tobias book after the David trilogy, and I'm struck uh, as to why um, and I'm stuck why didn't uh, Tobias Nothlet as human as a human boy and then regain his powers when they had the Escafil device, when that solved a lot of angst, and I would say probably for plot reasons. <laughs> probably something about how the Elemist wouldn't let that happen. Like, the yeah. Elemist straight up said if you are stuck as a human, there is no way for you to morph again and i'm sure that like I i'm sure that like the elemist like double checked his you know dotted his eyes crossed his t's and everything yeah i also yeah. don't think tobias wants to be a boy yeah anymore. i also think that I think yes. tobias that's also likes, true likes to be a bird yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think that uh, if tobias were to become a human again it would be for the convenience of others mm -hmm. right right um, like for yeah. rachel who spends a lot of time thinking about how you can't kiss birds yeah <laughs> All right, cool. 
Yeah, I've always thought that. Ever since, like, the first time he got stuck, he seemed like, well, I'm a bird now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that sucks. Flap, flap, flap. I'm gonna eat a mouse. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, cool. So, yeah, that would be an entire episode of our podcast, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if you want to contact the show, uh, you can do so at the Wonder Yorks on Twitter. Uh, we have our DMs open. If you don't want to reply to a tweet we put up for questions or whatever, yep. um, you can just uh, pop us a DM there. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can do so at uh, patreon.com forward slash fearbaiting. Um, uh, $5 and up patrons get their names read on the show. Uh, Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechdel, Ducky Aisha, and Sophia. Thank you very much for all your support. Yeah, thank you all. Um, if you want to uh, find your hosts online, you can find me at Blair Kitch on Twitter, BlairKitch.tumblr.com. Uh, if you want to find me, I am at SunHatGenia on Twitter and also on Mastodon at SnowStoneOnline. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also listen to her other podcast, Head and Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, and also our sister podcast, Fear Baiting, uh, Fear Baiting. which is back, yeah. back in the fucking, back on track, baby. Got an episode yep. out this week about Possession, which is... Where have you seen that movie? I have not. You it seems like need a one I w- would have seen. I know, I know. <laughs> like given the way you re- given the way you reacted, God, you you should watch that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say that. You can find me on Twitter at nudity with an EA instead of a Y and check out my other podcasts where I make little songs to solve little problems at Musical Mole on Twitter and all of my other music at gaygothvibes.online. Fabulous. Uh, yeah, so thank you all for listening this week. We will catch you in two weeks with book 33. I don't know what it's called, but just that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called, hold on, I just had it. Fuck. The it's illusion. called The Illusion. Cool. Nice. Cool. Synchronicity. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> yep, so until then, I've been Blair. I'm Sarah. I'm Seda. Uh, and remember, keep your hand on the escapable device. It's